Hello, everyone. Uh, good morning. I'm Daniela again. Uh, hopefully, you know me better uh, from my talk yesterday. Um, I feel like there's one thing, though, that you still need to know about me, a very important fact that I haven't told you yet. Um, so I used to dance also. I did ballet with Avery. And um, in the eighth grade, I was a sapphire. So, <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me pray for us before I get started. Heavenly <laughs> Father, um, I'm so grateful to be here, Lord. I pray that you would speak through me, Lord, that you would open all of our hearts, open my heart, Lord, to what you have to tell me today. Um, I pray that all the words that I speak would be your truth, Lord, and that anything that I say that is not your truth would be soon forgotten. Lord, I am so grateful for you. I pray that um, you just bless this day. You bless the rest of Rush. Help us to feel unified. Help us to feel uh, just very aware of our blessings, Lord. I'm very grateful for you. I pray that you bless this time. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So yesterday morning, we talked about how we have this eternal hope and about how, as believers, this is the foundation of our faith, and it is what propels us forward. It's why we give thanks in horrific circumstances. And we know, ultimately, where we will be spending eternity. So concerning the other side of eternity, our future is secure, and we know where we're going. So there's so much hope in that. But in the meantime, while we're here, what goodness is here? And what beauty is here on this earth? So looking forward, we have this hope eternally. But in the present, we're on this earth, in this life. So what goodness is here? I'm going to read this passage from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. It says this, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what has been planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. So it's a pretty long passage. But obviously the takeaway from that is that there is a time for everything. There's a season for everything. And there isn't a season that's better than another. Everything has its place and its purpose and its time. And everything is as it should be. And the truth is, we will see heaven. We will see the new earth and we will get to that side of eternity. But right now we're here on this earth. And there's meaning in that. And there will be a time 
to put away tears and sorrow and pain and heaviness forever. But right now is not that time. We're here on this earth, and it's important that we recognize our place here. There is a verse right after the above passage ends in Ecclesiastes, and it says this. He has made everything beautiful in its time. So he hasn't just made heaven beautiful. He hasn't just made the new earth beautiful. He's made this world beautiful, despite its ugliness. And we also know that beauty and hope are intrinsically connected. The beauty that we see around us reminds us of the hope that we hold eternally. And the people we talk to every day and the faces that we see and the conversations we have and the music we hear and what we feel and experience day after day, it's so easy to take these things for granted. But I would encourage you to actively give thanks for these things. Why? Because it delights the Lord. He created this world. So when we recognize the goodness of it and the beauty of it, we honor him and we bring glory to him. And it's very hard to be bitter towards life or towards God when you're actively giving thanks. One of my favorite books is a book called Unbroken, and it's about a man named Louis Zamperini, and he's a World War II pilot. And in this one part of the book, he's flying a bomber plane over the Pacific Ocean with his crew, and it crashes into the sea. And only he and his friend Phil survive. So now, Louis and Phil are stranded in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a tiny raft on the brink of starvation for over a month. Now I'm going to read this passage um, from the book. It occurs sometime after their 34th day on the raft when they were um, when they had gone through so much and would go through still and would go through still more. Now as I read it, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine what I'm describing. So go ahead and close your eyes as I read this. One morning, they woke to a strange stillness. The rise and fall of the raft had ceased, and it sat virtually motionless. There was no wind. The ocean stretched out in all directions in glossy smoothness, regarding the sky and reflecting its image in crystalline perfection. It was an experience of transcendence. Phil watched the sky, whispering that it looked like a pearl. The water looked so solid that it seemed they could walk across it. When a fish broke the surface far away, the sound carried to the men with absolute clarity. They watched as pristine ringlets of water circled outward around the place where the fish had passed, then faded to stillness. For a while they spoke, sharing their wonder. Then they fell into reverent silence. Their suffering was suspended. They weren't hungry or thirsty. They were unaware of the approach of death. As he watched this beautiful still world, Louis played with the thought that had come to him before. Such beauty, he thought, 
was too perfect to have come about by mere chance. That day in the center of the Pacific was, to him, a gift crafted deliberately, compassionately for him and Phil. Joyful and grateful in the midst of slow dying, the two men bathed in that day until sunset brought it to an end. You can open your eyes. These men were surrounded by water and sharks for miles and miles, literally in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. They were on the brink of death. And yet, there was beauty. And it can seem as though we're surrounded by utter hopelessness and despair. But the truth is, you can be surrounded by heaviness and desperation and still also be surrounded by beauty. It is there. It is what colors life and brings meaning to all this. And all you need to do is ask for the eyes to see it. Now, as you go out into your day and when rush ends, I would encourage you, become aware of those things in your life that maybe you've taken for granted thousands of times. Become aware of them and give thanks for them because it delights the Lord. Now, there should be some questions up on the screen to ask in your small groups. What are the things you find most beautiful in the world? And can you think of a time when God helped you find beauty in the midst of chaos or helplessness? So you can ask those questions in your small groups. James 1.17 says, every good and every perfect gift is from above. Music, smiles, birds singing in the morning, clouds, the sound of a loved one laughing, rain, a word of encouragement from someone, a gust of wind, being moved by a good book, all the variation of color, a cup of coffee or tea in the morning, sunshine on a body of water, good conversations. When you begin to see this beauty in the brokenness around you, you begin to realize that the beauty surrounding you is so much more powerful and so much more meaningful than the ugliness surrounding you. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, you are beauty. You are beauty itself, Lord. And you have infused this world with that beauty. In big things and small things, Lord, and the people that we talk to, the conversations we have, the music we hear, the colors we see, Lord, it truly is wonderful here. And I really love it. And I pray, Lord, that while we're here, we would give thanks for those things that color this life. Lord, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for everyone in this room. Would we become aware today, Lord, of the beautiful things in our lives? I love you, Lord, and I pray all these things in your beautiful name. In the name of Jesus, amen.